Take a seat in your coziest chair, pour yourself a glass of London fog, and once you are ready, let's go on a voyage. a.m., crashing like a slow-motion wave against the exterior of the prison. The first ones to vanish beneath the fog, never to return, were the prisoners in their void stells. Tides, the right-hand man of Mondo and a joyous water elemental, was asleep when the fog rolled in through his open window, and he never awoke. The 11th floor sky deck was the next to be overtaken. The few late-night swimmers and romantic couples eating by the light of the moon vanished without a trace under the tide. Hotel rooms with open windows, prisoners sneaking out on early morning excursions, the few lonely guards left to man the tip-top prison-top lookout, all of them vanished into the fog. Death was busy this morning. She barely had time to catch her breath. But this all went unnoticed by the machinations of the artsy boys, who are right now, at this very moment, executing the final steps of their escape from the prison at the end of the world. Watchdog Zaki and Portion Control had surreptitiously placed the bags and stacks of fertilizer all around the guard boats but one. The fastest one, the one they planned to steal, a grand old ship named Pick Me Up Some Kippers and Eggs, Darling. Why? Why would you do this? <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, that's not our boat, is it? <laughs> Uh, it's the only one that won't be blown up. <laughs> TB, the teacher, Tones, and Cinnamon Beat, the centaur kid, were sneaking around the fourth floor, disabling the final magical traps with their well-placed sylph hairs and using salamander scales to dispose the mines that would uh, sense their escape. Ghost Arsonist was on lookout, keeping an eye from the watchtower to track everyone's movements and make sure the warden's daughter stayed on her ship and Virgil Badwater's five-man gang had just broken into the Museum of Lost Magical Antiquities on the 10th floor, and were locked in head-to-head combat with a pack of bone elementals left to guard there. This was not a time for stealth. They needed a water elemental to escape, and they planned to escape this very morning. But what they didn't know was that their lookout, Ghost Arsonist, was now lost to the fog. Forever. So no eyes were looking out for the movement of the Warden's daughter and no eyes caught a glimpse of her as she swept to the 10th floor to trap and capture Virgil's gang. The fog rolled in around 4 a.m. It had fully consumed the prison by noon. I am Ben Schiffler, and I am your dungeon master. Press F for ghost starsness. Oh, fucking pour one out. So sad. Remind me what, what your bone alias was. Bonagus. 
Bonagus, good grief. <laughs> good name, huh? Bonagus. So yeah, this, the uh, the five of you are in the Museum of Lost Antiquities. You snuck your way in here early in the morning, hoping it to be un guarded because you didn't see anyone inside um you snuck in and immediately you were ambushed by a handful of bone elementals who sprung to life from the ground it's like a very natural history museum vibe that like b&b goers can hang out in and see giant skeletons of old creatures and uh there's a in the center of the room there's a giant ship uh a lost ship of ancient days that shows how uh, magical ships with souls are created through powerful magic of all six elemental cores um and uh there's a couple of other uh like bits of detritus and debris around the room um, behind which some of the bone elementals and some of you are probably hiding to sling shots and spells and stones at each other as you're uh, trying to knock them out and uh, get hold of the water elemental. You haven't seen the water elemental in here yet, but you have seen that in the um, room behind this one, which is like uh, kind of an interactive exhibit where you can uh, do fun games to learn how uh, history influences you to this day. Um, inside there are a bunch of big, like, manacled elementals strung up and hidden in there, and, uh, that is probably where they're at, but the bone elementals are, uh, preventing your progress. Who wants to go first? Rowan. Initiative. Yeah, order. I guess I'll, uh, I'll, right. I'll have to go. Oh, I've been thinking. Okay. <clears throat> so as we're in the Natural History Museum, I guess, um, I get, I start to feel a little bit antsy knowing that we're so close to seeing my elemental again. Um, I'm on the second floor, sort of like the, there's like a second floor of like, what is, I don't know, like a balustrade, like a. Like a balcony area? Yeah, like a balcony mezzanine. area. Mezzanine? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think it's a mezzanine that kind of encircles this yeah. library area thing. A palanquine? No, it's not a no, palanquine. That's a different thing. <laughs> it's a mezzanine. <laughs> and I'm, um, uh, you know, keeping an eye out from uh, up 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 top playing my kalimba which is like this little handheld wooden instrument it sounds really ethereal like tinking oh. tinking um it serves two purposes one to aid my fellow artsy boys and two it is to hopefully be heard above all the 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 bone rustling the bone clanking that is going on uh, as we're fighting this battle um i am, am i actually attacking right now <laughs> no, so it sounds like you're playing your instrument to do a uh, bardic inspiration. Who are you inspiring? Uh, pff, I'm inspiring Avalon, who is, I assume, in a rage and doing shit to the oh. bones. Yeah, as soon as as soon as we came under attack from a bunch of skeletons, I lost it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like no the, more. I've been like this there, for an entire week. I'm done. <laughs> there's, there's, we don't have time for this. Yeah. Uh, we don't have time for this, so I'm playing these this, these this very delicate instrument to inspire this like frothing elf who was just going apeshit bananas. <laughs> I really like that imagery. <laughs> um, Accurate. My name oh. is Rowan Ridley, and I I am a human bard played by Shing. All right, so I'm up next. Um, so if if we've got a natural history museum vibe here, I'm thinking there's got to be some sort of like dinosaur skeleton or like mammoth skeleton in here absolutely um, do that <laughs> so uh so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna guess like some sort of big like t-rex type thing 
My uh, my plan, though it's Let's not say really a dragon. A, pl- a dragon, G- great. Uh, same same plan. Uh, my plan, though, for for me, it's not really a plan as much as just a reaction. Um, is I am just going to run up, jump, grab the skull of this thing, and smash it onto the nearest uh bone uh skeleton enemy. Amazing. Um, Make me that attack roll, please. Try and crush like that. (laughs) Um, uh, That is a 19. 19, absolutely. Yeah, you can can grab the skull of this dragon and bring it down on top of uh, one of the smaller bone elementals, which is completely consumed by the the head. All right. That, I, I... scream in victory and start charging towards my next target. Excellent. Um, I am Avalyn Veristinia, an elven barbarian, and I am voiced by Connor. I like voiced by. That's that's mm-hmm. lovely. I like represented by. I still think it's weird by. referring when you're when you talk about your character as though you're your character and then you talk about yourself as though you're a third party doing the character's voice. I'm Flax and Roan, and I'm played by Nick. Yes. How, would, how else would you say it? Uh, I'm Nick, and I play Flax and Roan. Sure, you could do that. Can, yeah. But I, I don't have, like, a problem with it. I just think it sounds funny. <laughs> I don't it think there has to be funny. one way we do it. Yeah. I want everyone to do it a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Avalyn Veristinia, and I will be portrayed on the big screen by Morgan Freeman. No, I won't. He would not take this role. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I am the Dungeon Master, and I would prefer not to be called Ben. I would like to only be called Dungeon Master from here on out, in all circumstances, by all people. Can I just call you Master? Um, no. Nope. Next, no, no, please. No, no, no. This is the last time that Nick is on this podcast. Can, can I That's just call you Dungeon? <laughs> no longer allowed to play this game, this fun game with friends. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. What is the what is the setting? There's palace. There's there's so palanquins. Pal- there's a mezzanine. There's a me- We're in a bone museum, basically. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's not it's not so much a bone museum. There are bone elementals, and there's a big statue of like a reconstructed dragon. But in general, this is a museum of uh, magical antiquities. So there's like old artifacts and cases full of like an interesting scepter. Oh, I have a question. Rings on the. Are there any blowguns in this museum made out of bone, didn't you, perhaps? Didn't you no, make one? No, but there's a book. Yeah, garbage one made out of cardboard. It's made out of cardboard. It's pretty good, isn't it? Didn't he roll yeah, an actual 20? Work? Yeah. Not as good as a bone one. I want a cool bone blowgun. You could use a, the bone of a, a bird because they're hollow. Gun. We're not calling it a bone gun. You could just find a bone flute and use that. Or a blow bone. <laughs> None of those are good. <laughs> no. There's no blowguns? There's not a blowgun. This is a museum of magical antiquities. This is not a blowgun exhibit. Oh, I thought it was a bone museum. No. (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, I take out my cardboard blowgun that I spent a lot of time lovingly crafting. I remember. Would never never replace it. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, and I I shoot uh, a blowgun dart at one of the skellies. Great. Excellent. Make me that attack roll. 14. Yeah, uh, it strikes the pelvis bone of Gramps, uh, cool. who spins his head over towards you and says, Boy, 
That's a Boy. really shitty looking blowgun. <laughs> hey, you, you make do with what you have. Boy, you take howdy. five damage. Uh, all right, yeah, Assuming... you damage Gramps for five. Sweet. Introduce yourself. Uh, I am Nick, and I play Flax and Roan, the half orc rogue. I hey, almost you said, said it Flax correctly this time. I, I was wow. like, I. I had That's to a... redo the the shape of my mouth like mid roan because it was going there. It was going for rogue. You know, I'm a, I usually redo the shape of my mouth mid words. That's how mm. I make different words. Well, that is the inefficient way of doing it. Mm. Okay, so I want to be in the middle of all of them, uh, and I've got my guitar. Can I have my guitar? Yeah, absolutely. I've got my guitar, uh, and I do a deep meditative breath and then i strum a discordant chord and cast the cantrip thunderclap everyone needs to make me a constitution save Shit, bro. including my allies sorry so <laughs> good the radius this is 12 my favorite dc spell. uh and if you fail you take three points of thunder damage i'm gonna do that thing i always do i rolled a 12 do i take damage D dc 12 yes and i rolled a 12 Wait, if you meet it you beat it what type so, of damage sweet. is this? Thunder. If you mean it, you beat. So do we take oh. half or none? No half. It's a cantrip. Right. Well. All right. right. All the smaller bone elementals uh, fly away from you uh, and smack their heads against nearby exhibits. One of them uh, falls into glass shards and a series of rings that say, uh, these have super bad curses on them, um, all spill out over top of one of them. Uh, the rings but it seems say that? Like yeah, they do. It's oh, like around okay. the rim, the same way as the One Ring, but they all no, just it's on, it's on the bad. super bad curse. All of the all of the copy for this museum was, of course, as with everything in this entire prison, written by Miss Midge in sixth grade class, and uh, the uh, uh, which means the the placards are not incredibly informative, uh, nor very formal. But they get um, to the point, uh, and as one of the rings falls on one of the uh, skeletons, you see it dissolve into uh, white powder on the ground. Um, I, I, being hit by this thunder wave, um, and failing my constitution save, get knocked back a bit, and uh, just sort of glance over at you and growl. <laughs> I, I'm not even paying attention. I'm in my own meditative headspace, so I just ignore you. Uh, I'm Ishmael Overcast. I'm a half... Nope. I'm not a half-elf. I'm an elf. I'm an elf sorcerer, and I'm played by Emma. Half-elf. Other half-elf. Yes. Half-elf, half-elf. As you, as you cast this thunderclap, you... Uh, and honestly, for the whole last day, your uh, storm glass has been feeling very warm, like it did when you uh, held it last time. Yeah. Okay. Next. Virgil. Virgil. Well, I lock eyes with the bone daddy grandpa, and I I stride right up to him, and I and I strike him with my battle axe. Amazing. Can, can we never refer to anything as bone daddy grandpa ever again? Can we always refer to everything? Oh shit! I got a fifteen with that roll. Very nice. That certainly hits Bone Daddy Grandpa. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> That'll be a nine damage. Woo! Yeah, you bring down your axe on Bone Daddy Grandpa, and it chops uh, a healthy chunk of his ribcage out of his ribcage. 
And then I want to use my bonus action from Tavern Brawler Feet. And I, uh, I just kind of reach in and grab him by one of his ribs and I pull him close in a grapple. And then I just want to headbutt him. Nice. <laughs> Very good. So I guess I got to do a strength check to grapple him. Or a strength challenge. Yes. Strength, strength contest. 17. You certainly beat him. Macho, macho nice. Man. And then I'm just going to call this headbutt part of my two-weapon fighting ability. And that's a natural 20. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy! <laughs> He's really doming that bone daddy, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Yes, he is our leader. Uh, but before I before I headbutt him, I say, "How about some head?" And then I headbutt him. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Daddy Grandpa to- sounds like a Venture Bros character. It does. We we need to kill this guy just to stop the innuendo. So no, then no, I, no, no, no. I headbutt him for four damage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you headbutt him, it seems like that is enough damage that it shatters his whole bone stack. Uh, yeah, and get out of here. And he falls down as crumpled, and his skull looks up towards you, and you can see it kind of smile as the uh, jaw clicks back a little bit, and it kind of forms that skull smile. And he says, Ah, oh, son, you're not going to be happy you did that. I am Virgil Badwater, and the human that breathes life into me is Jake. <laughs> Great. What? Great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very nice. So as you uh, crush uh, Gramps underneath your uh, head and all the other elementals have kind of fallen to the uh, ground, uh, you... Uh, Rowan, Rowan, you uh hear a banging on the door behind uh uh towards the the interactive fun exhibit for learning about magic. Oh shit! Um, it looks like there's a pretty big key on it. Uh, or sorry, there's a big lock on it. Things that need keys. Yes. Uh, And Virgil, you do spy that Gramps had a key hanging around his neck bones um, that's now sitting in his pile of all bones on the ground bones. Um, I spot this, I guess. And then with my regular human eyes, I spot this and I yell at Virgil, the the door, and I start gesturing towards the the interactive fun time kitty land door. I, I witness the door. (laughs) <laughs> yes that you do did, did you just are you actively... looking for something or am i still going we're out of initiative at the moment oh gotcha oh, sorry okay i scoop up the key all right did you just actively gesture towards the door and yell the door yes i charge the door <laughs> amazing um with intent to destroy it um right. Can I make a strength? Save Absolutely, you can. And advantage because right. you're raging, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. 16. All right. Yeah, you run full pell mell into the door. Uh, and as you smash into it, you feel your bones inside you rattle. Um. Uh-oh. Yeah, not great. Ishmael, you see as he slams himself into the door, you can see those same runes that uh, denote bone magic uh, appear in like red hot uh, 
visions on the door as if someone, probably the warden's daughter, cast her traps to make sure that it could not be opened except by perhaps the key. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say it was a door elemental. Probably a moment too late. I extend my arm and shout, wait, but I'm sure it's oh, already defo. happened. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. So your uh, bones all rattle and you immediately feel yourself take six points of damage. Mm. And your armor class goes down by five. You no. Whoa. Hello. Permanently or just for a while? For a Forever. while. Okay. Um, wow. All right. Uh, yeah. And um, does it like repulse me like backwards? It does. And the rest of you can kind of see him physically vibrating as is the skeleton inside his skin uh, seems to be like resonating like a tuning fork. He repulses right. me. Um I this this is gonna this is gonna uh knock me clean out of rage. <laughs> and, I I run I, over. Shit. What the hell just happened? Uh, why, whoa, am I, so, why am I vibrating? There, there were bone runes on the door. I'm sorry, I, I noticed them too late. Are you okay? What happened with the door? Someone put some kind of spell on it. Try this. What why did I interact with the door? Because you ran at the door. Don't you remember? Are you... Do you not remember when you're raging? Are you kidding me? Last I remember, we walked into the room. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we killed the skeletons. You did it. Good job. <laughs> oh. Well, good. <laughs> no. Oh. All right. Let's examine this door. I throw the key to Avalon. Uh, thanks. Um, uh, I very cautiously put the key into the lock. All right. As you slide the key into the lock, uh, Flaxen, you're going to make me a perception check, being the only person that's not currently interacting with uh, Avalyn or the door. Okay. I rolled a 23. 23. You see behind you as this is all happening uh the uh bones on the ground are starting to swirl and spin one of them lunges up and grabs you around the mouth dex save with disadvantage this can't be good 19 Ooh. 19 Woo! wow with disadvantage yeah i rolled a 13 and a 14 Holy cats! Uh, wow. You're able to claw your way out of the uh, the hand as you see it fly into the air behind you. As the bones of all seven people, with at its very top the skull of Gramps, shift and swirl and spin into the largest, like crazy winged bone beast that you've ever seen. Built Guys. out of seven different skeletons, all patched together, uh, it holds uh, a uh, like long uh, metal staff that it ripped out of one of the uh, exhibits on the wall. And at the very top of the staff, it has the skull of the dragon. I don't didn't think this you, fight's over. Didn't you just say we defeated the bones? Uh, yeah, I did. This is new. Alright, Rowan's turn. Gosh. <laughs> I, I was like making my way halfway down the stairs of the mezzanine to help out uh, to like get to the door but then i see this happen and i'm like slowly making my way back up again and i'm like fuck <laughs> <laughs> backtracking i'm like all right okay i guess this is happening um i guess i cast bane on the giant skeleton thing awesome it's yeah. a charisma save 
Yeah. It gets a nine. Okay. I actually don't know what's what I'm supposed to do on my end with that. That's all right. So so your your spell save DC is on the back of your character sheet, on the spell page of your character sheet. All right. Mine's and 13. if what I roll is 13. Yeah. So, so eight or nine is less than that. So it fails. So you fail against my thing spell, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. And then um, I guess it, that's the end of my turn since I moved and made, did a thing. For sure. So what does Bane do again? Just remind me. Up to three creatures you can see must make charisma saving throws. If a target fails, whenever they make an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, they must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled. Excellent. All right. Uh, next is Gramps. Uh, Gramps is uh, uh, looming over all five of you with his great uh, spear with a dragon on the end of it. Um, and he points his uh, spear towards you at the door um, and a Uh-oh. jet of green light flies out of the end of the spear uh, oh, and tries to hit you, Avalon. Oh, boy. And me with my decreased armor class. Yes. and he, What is your armor class? Ten right now. Nice. Oh. He rolls a four. <laughs> what? <laughs> the jet of green light uh, <laughs> it slams into the ground next to you. Uh, and you see uh, uh, from the ground, uh, there's a, an imprint of a rune once again on the ground that looks like fire. Meanwhile, who's the closest to, I guess that would probably be Flaxen. Um, mm-hmm. Flaxen, you can see several of the bones fly off the elemental in a spiraling pattern, like a tornado around it. Um, and they uh, attempt to strike you as they fly through the sky. With they a, attempt to strike me? Yes, with a 15. Uh, that meets my armor class. All right. Bone number one deals three damage to you, and bone number two deals one. All right. Um, all right. So, uh, time to think tactically. Uh, so, I think we need reinforcements, which is to say I keep opening the door. Can I Can I get it open? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you can uh, click the key into the door and open up, pop off the lock, um, and the door sits in front of you with no lock on it. All right, I'm going to push that open um, and see what's inside. As you push it open, a water elemental bulls into you as a bird basically flies into you. If you've ever wondered what it would feel like to have a cormorant, a very large water bird, fly into you, um, you have just felt that. Um, (laughs) You're thrown back several feet, uh, and you're going to need to make me a constitution save. Oh, Uh, Nat 20. Hey! You uh, hold your ground as the water uh, bird splashes into you and then like a torrent like uh, flies around you as it kind of like morphs around you as this water bird uh, turns into like just streams of water and then reforms behind you. Oh, nice. Uh, hey, uh, I think I found the the bird we're looking for. I exclaim in surprise from above, from atop the mezzanine. Last week. <laughs> uh, Last week opens its beak and lets out like a cuckoo. Hey. Oh man, it's good to see you. I have been stuck in there forever. Uh long story short, we're staging a breakout and we need to beat up this bone dude. Help us out. Uh, can do. I'd love the the long story long at some point later, uh, but at least for now, uh, let me see what I can do. And the cormorant dive bombs the bone elemental. 
Uh, and as the cormorant flies into the center of the bone elemental, uh, you can see the cormorant tries to like stretch out its wings. Um, and uh, as it does, the cormorant itself pauses for a moment and then freezes itself entirely. And the bone elemental, which was spinning and whirling and walking this way and that, seems to be frozen entirely in place uh, with the water elemental inside it holding it hostage. Avalyn, behind where you just were jetted with water, you can see that there are several other elementals that are locked up inside. The one that is most apparent to you is you can clearly see the body, arms, hands, and feet of a massive earth elemental, all manacled and chained to the back wall. Ooh, that seems uh, like our boss. This is body. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to start just like, are, are they, uh, things are manacled like from the ceiling, from the walls? Yes. Like whatnot. Okay. I'm going to use, uh, I guess my great sword. I don't want to hurt them, but I want to like, just try start like cutting them loose. Okay. Which one do you try to cut loose first? There's several other elementals that are around this room. You don't recognize any of them, uh, but there are uh, a couple of fire elementals. There's no other water elementals. It seemed like that water elemental was able to slip out of its manacles super easy. Probably the warden's daughter had not dealt with water elementals before much. Um, but there are fire elementals. There's earth elementals. Um, there's a couple of star ones that seem locked in a cage in a corner. Um, and then there's the big body of what you would assume to be Mondo Stones. Yeah, I'm going to give first priority to the fire elementals because I figure they might be able to help me in this fight. Um, uh, there's a, there's first a priori- cat that's one of the fire the, elementals. Yeah, okay, yeah, the fire cat. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to first priority to the fire one, second priority to Mondo Stones' body, and mm-hmm. last priority to uh, the star elementals because uh, they seem dangerous. Sure. Yeah, make me an attack roll on the the manacles of the fire elementals. All right. Uh, That's a uh, 18. 18. Yeah, you're able to bust them out of their uh, chains. They all eye you warily. Um, One of them is a cat and two of them are like giant snakes. Uh, And all three of them kind of eye you not knowing whether you're friend or foe yet. Um, Next is Flaxen. Um, So there's just one big... Just one big? I'm going to slash at his ankles with my rapier. Absolutely. It seems like it's super easy since it's frozen in place by the water cormorant, so you Mm -hmm. have advantage on it. All right. 18. 18. That'll absolutely hit the bone elemental. That's 6 plus 4. 10 damage. 10 damage. Nice. Uh, this bone elemental seems pretty resilient, um, but the the damage is not unnoticed, and you can see kind of a uh, a frustrated cry from Gramps up top saying, "Oh, okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> Kept his intimidating personality. I see. Yeah, uh, he's yeah he's a real tough boy. Uh, next would be. Ishmael. I confidently stride towards this guy. I reach out, grab the nearest bone, and cast Shocking Grasp. Ooh, love it. Um, I think I need to still make an attack roll. With advantage, yeah. Nine. Nine. As you get close, uh, the uh, uh, Gramps turns over towards you and says, There's no way you're getting out of this one. 
laddie. And uh, as he says that, a pair of bones fly up uh, from uh, that were swirling around him, fly up and form a shield in front of where you're about to grasp. As you grasp and shock and grasp them, it doesn't seem to hurt him at all. Okay. Uh, Your turn, Virgil. I'm done. All right. Tell me if I'm cheating on how many actions I'm taking, but I want to drop to one knee and uh, use my longbow to fire up at the head of the bone daddy. <laughs> that's totally cool. Yeah, that's legit. Okay, well, that's what I'm doing. Oh, this is the real bone daddy, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, no. this is bone <laughs> this daddy. This is bone father. The real bone daddy? Real bone daddy. daddy. Bone father. Yeah. <laughs> big, big daddy bone gramps. I, I have a natural one. Oh, very nice. <laughs> right after my natural 20. <laughs> as you raise your bow and you oh, drop no. to one knee, you pull like the bowstring back and you have it aimed right at his head. And just as it does, one of the bones flying from the bone elemental bumps your arm uh, and has you aim just slightly too low. And the arrow flies and strikes the water cormorant sitting in the center of the bone beast, which oh, no. shatters the ice uh, down, which falls to the ground. Uh, and uh, the pool of water at the ground uh, reforms into a bird and says, hey! <laughs> Dude! That is not what I intended to do. <laughs> I better well hope not, says the cormorant. Um, and next is Rowan. I see that last week no longer has a grip on um, Big Bad Bone Daddy. And um, so I, I try to do what uh, Virgil just did and I take out my crossbow and try to shoot at its head. Nice. Tech roll. 21. 21. That'll hit. And then hit the big bone damage. dad. Six damage. Six damage. Uh, you uh, aim your crossbow straight and true, uh, and it takes off uh, uh, part of the bones on the left wing of the great bone daddy. And uh, uh, as at this, it turns its eyes over towards you, uh, and it raises its... Uh, big dragon-headed staff uh, and shoots a bolt of green energy at you with a 15. Armor class is 13. All right, it hits you, and it deals a whopping nine points of damage. What the fuck? Damn. Okay. And it Uh, throws you back into a shelf uh, full of magical orbs, and one of them falls out and says, you will die at a fire. Oh no, the prophecies. <laughs> I'm at you I, fucked up. Wait, I'm at one are they HP. Prophecies are just like fortune cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great really question. bad fortune cookies. It actually that is the title of that prophecy. exhibit. Are these prophecies or just fortune cookies? A report wow, by exhibit. Jeremy Stiebler or whatever his name was. Stiebler. <laughs> well, uh, I I just kind of lay there at one HP and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, as uh, as he does this, he uh, uh, kind of pauses for a moment as he looks at the end of his staff and the dragon's skull uh, opens its mouth entirely of its own accord, it seems. Uh, and it speaks with the voice of a 15-year-old girl, which says, You all better drop your weapons right now. And you, the dragon head spins around on the staff and turns towards the three fire elementals in the back room better also help me apprehend these five bad doers or some bad things are going to happen to you and your families and your friends and just to ensure that no one does anything funny 
You hear a snap, like someone is snapping their fingers inside the room. The dragon head flies off the end of the spear and lands on the great skeletal dragon. And then it flexes its wings. And then it walks forward and looks at all of you from the sky. Oh, balls. Oh, we're so boned, you guys. We need to get out of here, guys. The three fire elementals uh, look between each other. And the cat kind of looks up at you, and then it bears its fangs at you. And the two snakes push you, Avalyn, uh, out of the room as they seem to uh, know who they should be fearing in this situation. Hmm. Idiots. Well then. We got our water elemental. We gotta get out. There's no time. I'm holding my, my necklace. Look, looks like I'll have to leave Mondo's body. Um... Is the ship just, like, sitting on the ground, or is it being uh, suspended in some way? Sure, it's, uh, like, hanging from the ceiling. All right. Here's my plan. I want to make a distraction. So I'm going to... Uh, I'm already out of the room, right? Because they just shoved me yes, out, of out of the room. Yes, you're out of the room, correct. You're okay, out of the fun then time activity, I'm going to uh, sprint up the stairs, jump off the balcony, and try and cut at least one of the lines holding the ship up. All right, make me an athletics check. Um, that is a 16. As you run up the stairs, uh, you charge up the stairs, you leap from the balcony, uh, and it looks like you are just about to land in that boat. No problems, no worries, no nothing. Uh, and then, just as you're halfway through the air about to land in the boat, you freeze in midair, and you feel, once again, like your bones are moving on their own. Like, the whole weight of you is falling down, but it's your bones that are being suspended in the sky, and it's a very unpleasant feeling. And your head, of its own accord, or I should say your skull, turns to look at the door, where you see a 15-year-old girl, very angry, her hair very unkempt, looking at you dead in the eyes. And then she addresses the other four of you and says, If you want your friend... To keep having its bones and its body, you'll all drop your weapons and come with me right now. I drop my bow. Upon seeing Virgil drop his weapon, uh, I follow suit. <sighs> all right, I do too. I drop my guitar, gently. <laughs> I assume I, not of my own accord, dropped my greatsword because yeah. my, bo my the fingers, the bones in my fingers let go of it. I would say when running, you could still hold it, but you could still drop it. So you're, you're still holding it. Oh, okay. I'm just in midair, just frozen, like mid-swing. Yep. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, once she sees everyone drop this, she gently lets you to the ground and then kind of translates you over towards the rest of them uh, and sets you there. Uh, and she gestures to uh, Bone Daddy to go over and uh, and bar the door. Uh, and then she barks some orders to the fire elementals to do what they can to clean up the exhibit because her father would not be pleased if this place was in ruins when he came back. Ow. Guys, that is... The most unpleasant feeling ever. Be glad that your bones aren't out of your body. And they're still in there. Yeah, I Gramps guess so. turns over towards uh, the warden's daughter and says, 
dear, you may want to put them in the back room. This room has, he looks over towards the walls and the door, many exits. That prison has none. The elementals would have tried. The water elemental would have snuck its way out if that room had any other plate ways to get out. Um, and the warden's daughter nods curtly and says, yeah, I was going to think of that myself. Thanks, but no thanks. All of you, get in that room. Warden, we have to get out of here. Now, this prison, we have to leave it. I know you know what I'm talking about. She turns over towards you. Make me a insight check. Okie dokie. I nudge Virgil and say, what is he talking about? I got no idea. <laughs> Avalyn, okay, as just- you can see that the, the warden's daughter is currently wrapped in attention, and she also hasn't taken your weapons away from any of you. Um, you can see the body of Mondo Stones inside the door, gesturing you to come in, uh, while uh, it seems like the warden's daughter is wrapped in conversation. Oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm just going to pretend that I am uh, just meekly going into a cell, you know, as a good prisoner does. Very um, good. Yeah. yeah. What about the other three of you? Flaxen, Virgil, Rowan? I notice uh, Avalon backing up and uh, last week is sort of supporting me. Um, I gesture to last week to like help me back, help me into the, the back room as well. Last week turns to you like aghast. Back into that prison? We're fighting our way out of this one way or another. It balls its wings up into fists. I like, I'm like, sh- oh. shut up. Just do it. <laughs> I just, will not shut me. up. I've been locked. Just trust Make me, me on this. Make me a persuasion check. Oh my god. Imagine a fist bird flapping its wings. 19. Your cormorant looks you in the eyes and tilts its head kind of quizzically, um, but it has uh, a bit of like a half smile like it knows that something is going on and it kind of uh, uh, looks sheepish, as sheepish as a proud cormorant can. I just kind of jerk my head towards the cell and we make our way, amber our way uh, back in. Sure. Flaxen and Virgil? Can I get one thing clear? So our our mission here was to get the water elemental and get it back to the artsy boys? Was that the idea? Yes. Correct. So potentially, like, that's our only thing when you gotta get- we gotta get the water elemental out of here. It doesn't really matter if we get locked up for a little while, because that would- Well, there is fog coming. But I don't, don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, most oh. of us don't know that. Okay. Just the narrator knows that. And also Ishmael. And also Nick. Who? <laughs> <laughs> so, Flaxen, are you going? Tell me what you uh, do. Yeah, yeah okay. I will follow them into the into the cell. Great. And Virgil? Yeah. I uh I look to the door, the exit, and I um See no other option right now but to also follow the rest of the group. Okay, uh, the uh, the four of you head in while the warden's daughter is still fixed, uh, looking at uh, you, Ishmael, and you made me a perception or insight check. I did sixteen. Sixteen. With a couple, you see a couple of things with this insight. One, she is staring at your neck. She can see that there is some powerful magic, more powerful than anything else in this entire historical museum in this room. And she's very curious as to what it is, but she doesn't see it outright. 
Two, she doesn't know what you're talking about, not at all. Seems like she has no idea about the fog um, or what's been coming. If you had to guess from this, she was probably on her boat, the far side of the fog. And so the lack of reports at 4am in the morning are probably not troubling to her from the lookout or the um, B&B. Does she say anything? Uh, she looks pausing for a moment, uh, waiting to see if you have uh, something, waiting to see how desperate you are. But she's clearly intrigued. And so she does finally say, what are you talking about? This prison is not safe. Something is happening. And we don't have time for this. If you want to live, and if you want anyone else you care about to live, we have to go. Now. I'm not making a threat. I'm telling you the truth. You're Ishmael Overcast, she says, clearly trying to think back to her reports that she logged that first day she arrived on her clipboard. Ishmael Overcast, you were in prison for stealing a powerful magical artifact. You were caught with it. What was that artifact? I hold her gaze and then I pull out of my shirt collar, my storm glass, and I hold it up and I say, it was this. There's a faint hint at her hand moving, almost as if it looks like she is going to reach out her hand to grab it from you. Uh, I will grab her if she does. She doesn't. She doesn't make the full motion. She, like, raises out a hand and then stops. And she looks at you and says, Are you planning on destroying this place? Is someone... Is that what's happening tonight? I'd heard rumors. One of my guards said that people had been poking around and the guards at the docks have been silenced that, oh, it all makes sense. Yes, I know it. You were part of the artsy. They're going to blow up the prison. That's not what I'm talking about. The fertilizer. It's been stashed across all of our ships. They're going to blow up every guard ship here. And my, my bag went missing. And you clearly... Oh my god. This is... Uh, okay. Gramps, you're following this? Gramps nods. Can I, can I and, make a uh, second insight check real sure. quick? Sure. What are you looking uh, for? To, de- to determine if her mind is changeable or if she is stubbornly clinging to this as truth and fact and if there's anything I can do about it. 21. 21. You can see that she is now understanding a lot of weird things that have been happening recently. And so she is beginning to unravel Mondo Stones' plan. But like, if, is if she. If you were to say something to her that would make her, uh, say some piece of evidence that is about the fog that doesn't have anything to do with this plan, that would certainly. She seems like she has an, a mind that looks for information. As far as you know about the warden's daughter, okay. she's not stupid, but she is frustrated with herself, okay. probably most of all. Then I cut her off when she's, I think she was just about to ask Gramps something, but I cut yes. her off and I say, look outside. Hold on, she says, looking at you. She says, Gramps, keep them in the back room. I gotta look outside? Rowan, where outside? Towards the void. Psst, Rowan. Her, she, she, she raises up her eyebrows. What? We gotta get your bird out of here. Those bombs have gotta go off. Yeah, but they're guarding the only exit. I don't think last week will make it really far, very far, if 
I just send I just send her out by herself. Plus all these plus these fire missiles, they ain't our they aren't on our side anymore. What is uh what what's Ishmael doing out there? I don't know, but if hear? we're locked in these cells and that whatever she's talking about comes, it doesn't yeah. matter if we're the prison's everyone in the prison's gone. If there's not a way out of here, we gotta move. Ishmael is a he. I was talking about someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Last week is a she, by the way. Um, uh, I I look towards um, oh my god, what's his name? The table's body. It's like locked Mondo up. Stones. Mondo, Mondo Stone's st- body, which is the reason we're in here. Is Mondo still like moving around and shit? Uh, no, but he is kind of like tapping his fingers on a tump 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 on his knee. Can he feel what we like? If we if we like hit him on the knee or something, can he feel it? Like, can the table hit it? Feel it. Sorry, can the table feel what we do to its body? You can try. Um. I Oh god, okay. I yeah, the fire cat is very mad at all of your thinking. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Um so the song that I was going to play to alert the guards who I guess are now dead from what you said, I like hit its knee the the rhythm of the song that was supposed to signal for them to launch the attack. If that makes sense. Sure. As you uh, like, go over and you whack on this giant stone elemental's knee, um, he uh, kind of patiently waits for you to finish and then holds out both of his arms, on which you can see a pair of massive iron manacles. Oh, we gotta get those off. Um, yeah. I am going to try and get them off of him. Hell yeah. Make Just- me that attack roll, or strength roll, <laughs> if you're doing it with your fists. I mean, would it make more sense to, like, hit it or to just pull them off? Mm, that's your call. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm I'm pulling them apart just because, like, I feel like hitting them with a sword just sort of go clank. Sure. Um, so I'm going to sort of pull them apart at the weak points. That's an 18. 18. You heave and you hoe and you pull on these manacles. And it seems like it's going to take you a little while and some energy and some prying with your sword. Um, and as you do, you hear some like scraping sounds that uh, alert, uh, like that, that make, uh, that you think might alert uh, the fire elementals who are standing over at the door. Um, one of the fire snakes looks over uh, at you um, and the three of the other people in the room, um, Flaxen, Rowan, and Virgil, you all see that the three fire elementals are uh, about to probably put a stop to whatever is going on with Mondo Stones' manacles. I call out to last week, um, and I have last week, uh, I put last week between... Uh, the fire elementals and uh, Mondo Stones and Avalon, and I warn them: don't make this harder on yourself. We can, I can, uh, my water elemental can snuff you out real easy if you do anything. One of the fire snakes looks at you and says, "You don't scare me. The warden scares me. If she finds out what you're doing, that's much more dangerous to me." We're all gonna die anyways. Do you think? How long do you think she's gonna keep you around? The one of the other snakes says, "It's true. All of us are mortal, man." 
<laughs> and the other snake flashes the snake a look like, really? And then flashes you a look like, really? <laughs> imminent death is imminent death. But, Go all you nihilist know, on this. I'm cool to hang out living until I do die, I guess. I, like, pick up on this and start riffing off using my, I don't know, my sick lying skills. And I'm just like, yeah, what's life worth living if you haven't lived it up at all <laughs> you only live uh, once is that isn't that right isn't that what they say around here you only live once <laughs> you keep all three fire elementals in thorough wrapped conversation about the meaning of life and existence um which seems like for one of the snakes is really fun and for the other one they're very unhappy about this uh and uh, uh this allows uh mondo stones as manacles to be thoroughly pried off for sure by avalon and uh as as you finally wrench them off of his fists, um, you see uh, uh, he kind of flexes and stretches and stands up. Looks like he hasn't stood up in a very long time. And you Is can see like little bits of for- shale fall off of him. It's a pretty tall room. It's a museum. Okay. Um, he does whack into a chandelier, which falls off and smashes into the star elemental cage, which makes them all riled up. Um, and as he kind of stands there and cricks his neck, uh, he looks down to the five of you and kind of shrugs sheepishly. Um, and, uh, then he jumps. Where? Uh. What does that mean? Uh, he leaps from the ground and smashes through the upper floor, which is maybe like 40 feet up. Um, and uh, he uh, like grabs onto the side of it and pulls him over. And he kind of waves uh, from the uh, uh, ceiling as if to say goodbye. Um, and uh, he walks out of the room. At this, the cormorant turns over towards you, Rowan, and says, I'll see you on the other side, I guess. Oh fuck! Did he just leave us? I mean, is, or is the, are you trying to tell me that's what he meant to say to me? I, think- I don't know. You told me to go help them, right? Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll see you. Yeah, get out of here. Bird. Takes to the air and flies up into the sky. <laughs> well, fuck. Bye. <laughs> um. Okay. So he leaps up. Does um. Does what's her face? The daughter and does uh. We'll cut back to that scene. So the daughter leaves and goes back outside. Um, She's gone for too long. Um, Inside Gramps, you can see Gramps is standing over the exit and he ushers you into the room um, and kind of looks up at the ceiling as like, oh, oh, (laughs) that was all right. Well, I guess I better stand closer watch over you. We'll be here until the warden's daughter comes back. All right. A warden's daughter. I mean... He doesn't call her the warden's daughter. We'll be back until Unglian comes back. Until is that her name? Unglian. You didn't know she hasn't introduced herself. Rude. Her father never taught her manners. Never taught her a lot of things. Unglian. Where is her father? By the way, Unglian Gauze, part of the long line of wardens of House Gauze. That's Polish, right? (laughs) <laughs> I think the word you're looking for is elvish and no we're all human well not me I'm a bone elemental <laughs> and and also oh. elves wouldn't have such a mm, ugly sounding name 
Ugly Ann, am I right? Okay, where am I? Ugly Ann. <laughs> at this, uh, can I high five? Uh, Gramps high five laughs a little too hard at Ugly Ann, uh, and you can tell Gramps, at least from a few conversations, clearly is not like super on board with Ugly Ann. Um, where? Where am I right now? So he where, escorted where you into the, the back room, the elemental holding he room. He escorted me into the back room. Yes. Okay. If, as long as you're okay with that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, the five of you uh, are in there with the uh, other elementals, and you can see the hole in the ceiling, which is what he's reacting to. We have to go, guys. What? I would love to. I'm afraid I can't yes, let you but... do that, says Gramps. I was told to bar the door. That's not within my power. As a raised bone elemental by Ungly Anne herself, I got to do what she commands me. I or frankly what? don't care. Is this Guys, hole in the ceiling? Go. Can we get up to that at all? Is there? Is it climbable or jumpable or anything? Doesn't look like it. This is a very tall ceilinged room, uh, and there's not uh, a second mezzanine like there is on the uh, in the in the main entryway. Um, however, Gramps does say, "Well, as long as we're stuck in here, we might as well at least see what's going on." You said on the back, the void. Uh, and as he says this, he uh, holds up uh, four bones, uh, or not four, let's say like 12, uh, and he kind of tosses them into the into the floor on the room, and they all shape into a 12-sided polygon. Um, and in the center of it, you guys see uh, scenes from the prison are reflected in the center of them, like they are scrying stones. Oh, gross, you've been spying on us? I usually spy on my daughter, thank you. I mean, Whoa. granddaughter. Gross. Even that's, weirder. That's not better. That's no, it's not. <laughs> that's probably worse. Oh, well, Look, aim it. I need you to aim it towards the void. Uh, yeah. As he flicks through the channels, he holds up one of the bones and clicks it like a remote. Uh, he flicks through a couple of scenes. You see uh, a uh, path of fog zooming into uh, someone's hotel room, and as it does, it vanishes and it blinks out of existence. You see the uh, the room flick to uh, your cell, uh, and you see streaming through the windows and the vents, down through the chimneys that are required to re- be replaced in every single. Uh, cellmate's room, you see fog rolling in and your illusions vanish behind them. You see up on the uh, uh, upper deck, on the sky deck in the glass dome, you can see one after another triangle windows are shattering as people, all of the B&B occupants are screaming, running uh, from the B&B out throughout the prison, trying to make their way down uh, to the citizen's dock. Um, And uh, there amidst all of it, you can see um, tears falling from her face. The warden's daughter is like struck, paralyzed looking as the fog rolls in and the people vanish forever. It's only the last second that the warden's daughter runs uh, from the fog, uh, jumping through the uh, kitchen past the grease fire that was started just, yes, a couple days ago, um, and uh, slams into a dumbwaiter um, as still she... Uh, going. And, and it's still going. I mean, it's a lot of bacon grease, you know? Um, it's been <laughs> oh, really no. hard for them to put out. As she slams down the dumbwaiter, she screams uh, at the head chef uh, to run, get out of the prison. Um, The entire thing is going down, uh, and the entire prison immediately hits a panic. Do I happen to see Annalisa anywhere in this montage? Uh, You do. Uh, You can see, actually, uh, as you can ask uh, the Gramps to change it over to her if you want. I do. I, I kind of snap towards him and say, 
Show me Annalisa Overcast. Annalisa, how do you? All right, sure. Uh, and uh, he clicks the bone remote again, uh, and it flicks to the citizens' docks, where you can see um, there is one ship that is currently has people swarming onto it. Annalisa, who seems like she's been preparing for this, uh, is has like a list, and she's checking people's names off before she's allowing them or not allowing them onto the ship. Um, she also seems to have a, a little stash or a cash box full of treasure that's slowly rising and... Fullness oh. as people are handing her uh, cash to hop on her ship. Wow. When it gets to a, around 40, which seems like above capacity for the ship, uh, she cuts the board from the ground uh, with a lightning strike uh, and the boat sails off uh, away from the citizen dock. There are not that many other boats on the citizen dock. Um, okay. I but from exhale. this view, you can see one more ship. You can see uh, a ship uh, that is currently out the front of the uh, uh, the non-citizens' dock, the guardsmen's dock, where the real big ships, the fast ones, are all uh, sitting. Uh, and uh, at this, uh, Gramps kind of says, hmm, what's that one doing there? Uh, and he zooms in. Uh, and you can see from the side of the ship, uh, you can clearly see the name of the ship. Uh, oh, boy. Pick me up some kippers and eggs, darling. Why would you do this? <laughs> and uh, uh, you can see uh, on top of the ship, there stands a massive earth elemental um, with a, a it has to be at least 60 feet high. Uh, and on top of its body, you see Mondo Stones' head. And you see all the other fine crew uh, of the artsy boys standing there. Um, and as it zooms up, you can hear someone muttering from the side of Mondo Stones to him. Uh, it clearly is TB the Teacher Jones, uh, who uh, has uh, a little bit of magical profanity. Uh, and he mutters something to... Uh, Mondo stones and Mondo turns towards the camera and he kind of smiles and says, hello there, friends. Thanks for finding me my body back. As I'm sure you're already aware, looks like something's rolling in. I think it worked to our advantage, kept the warden's daughter busy. And unfortunately, and alas, it looks like we lost some of our best crew today. I'm not sure where you're at now, but you're certainly beyond saving. So just know that your help to Mondo Stones' crew has been appreciated. And I hope that whatever dark and dreary land you find yourselves in, uh, I hope I don't go there too. Uh, I have stopped Crap. listening to the video at this point, And I'm like getting my stuff together and saying over and over, we have to get out of here. We have to go. We have to How go. big is Bone Daddy well, right now? Is he normal size? Uh, Bone Daddy has actually been uh, disassembling himself into several smaller elementals as he pulls like orc bones out of himself and says, ew. And he puts them back together oh. <laughs> uh, as the various other elementals are um, tailing each other. Um, you can see that Bone Daddy is still has his attention wrapped on the, uh, on the, the mirror. Uh, and he, uh, you can hear him muttering to himself. Well, I was told to watch over the prisoners, but um, of course I have to watch this mirror right now. So if they were to walk past we me, there go. would be I'm gonna no worries. I, uh... I certainly wouldn't see them. I bum rush him. I just try to run right through him and push him to the ground. Okay. Make me a strength save. 15. 
15, yeah, you run right past him. In fact, as you run into him, he almost moves surreptitiously to the side so as to give you a free means of escape. You hear him begin humming to himself pretty loudly like, hmm, 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 I wasn't told I had to look at them. I just had to keep them from moving if I saw them. And I'm not seeing them nor hearing them, he says, talking loudly. And I let's certainly am, am not telling yeah, them go. there's a ship in the room behind out. me that probably would let them outrun the fog. I don't I'm really not tell them soul. I give him and a hip uh, check because I run by. Um, as I'm running by the the fire lunch who are guarding my Guard, guard, ah, wow, words. Guarding us, I yell, <laughs> I yell at them, uh, don't you see what's happening with the, with the, um, the warden's daughter? I don't think she's gonna care anymore about you if you start making a run for it, so. Come on. The the three of them flash their eyes down towards the uh, uh, mirror, which is currently showing the warden's daughter uh, panicky running out towards her dock to sail out towards her boat and then screaming into the mirror, Gramps, get over here. We're leaving. Uh, and, uh, uh, and Gramps says, well, that's my cue. Uh, and the fire elements kind of turn towards you and they say, can we come with you, please? Let's go. Let's go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, it. the fire elementals uh, all uh, uh, kind of follow behind you, the two snakes and the cat. We run to the yeah. boat room. Looking for the boat. Okay, like, yeah, you run back the towards the central area, and you can see the boat that, uh, Avalon, you nearly jumped into is still hanging from the ceiling. It looks intact, if old, um, but the placard on the side says that it was never used and therefore never named. Um... How far away are these the void cells? Do I know where they are in proximity to me? The void cells are now definitely consumed by the fog. Oh, um, sorry, tides. <laughs> Rip tides. Rip tides. Yeah, tides uh, vanished in the intro. Sadly. Oh, I missed that. Um. All right. Well. Uh. I'm gonna pull what I intended to do back when I uh got my bones nearly sucked out of my body. I'm going to run up to the mezzanine, jump onto the boat, and cut the supports. Uh, okay, uh, make me another athletics check. Uh, that's a 24. A 24. You leap onto the boat, and it sways back and forth. Uh, and as you do, you can see that the uh, uh, the maidenhead of the boat, uh, kind of a... Uh, it it slowly turns around to face you as if it's waking up from a long sleep or perhaps coming to life for the first time. Uh, it hey. looks like a mermaid, except it has the head of a very old wizard and whiskers and a cat face and cat ears. Uh, and it kind of turns over towards you strangely and it says, how are you feeling? Thur? How am I feeling? I, that's not important right now. We're, we need to get out of here right now and... I need you to help us get out of here somehow. How am I feeling? That's a long name for a boat. That is a long name for me, but I'll take it. What? What? Yeah, you named me. The first word said upon a ship, name the ship. Makes How sense to me. am I feeling? How am I feeling? How am I feeling? I like it. I think it's pretty good. Fuck. That's a good name. Wait, what was the name of the other boat? Uh, the, the name of the ship pick that was pick up, up there? Prunes. Pick me yeah. up some kippers and eggs, darling. I, I actually like oh. that, because you can just call it pick me up. Mm -hmm. Or kippers. 
Yeah, you could call it pick me up. Or darling. <laughs> That's true. Up. Yeah. So uh, how am I feeling turns over towards you and twisks his wizened old whiskers uh, and kind of its cat ears kind of go to the side and looks at you funny and says, where? Where are we? Not in the water. We're up around 10 stories uh, in a museum. Uh, we need to be going that way. And I point in the direction that the fog isn't. Uh, well, then. Let's go that way, says the boat, and you hear a from a motor in the back of it uh, as a a jet of magical energy begins to whoosh out the back of it, uh, and uh, it immediately flies off of its uh, supporting struts from the ceiling and lands on the ground and begins slowly skidding, tearing its way along the ground, about to bust its way out the far wall. Hey, everyone get on this boat right now. I try and... uh leap in as it scrapes by as you run through uh, and leap in you can see from the ceiling where mondo stones leapt through fog is descending slowly but with great thickness an impenetrable fog that you cannot see through uh, i don't like the looks of that let's get out of here guys uh, let's let's get out of here i get the fuck in the boat <laughs> i i run after the boat uh, who's okay. driving this athletics thing? The boat is driving the boat. I'm going to throw a couple lines over the side, if it'll help anyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, who do you throw it in the direction of? Uh, um, who's, me, please. Um, okay, I'm going to... Th- uh, do I just have one rope or two? Uh, you can scramble to get one rope in the time you've got. Okay, then I'm going to throw it at Rowan. Okay, have advantage, Rowan. Oh, thanks. 18. 18. Yeah, with the help of the rope thrown, you can catch it just as the boat is, like, cresting out the edge of the window and quickly, like, climb your way over the edge and flop onto the deck of the ship. Awesome. Uh, behind you, you can see that uh, one of the snakes uh, is running towards you, and behind it, the cat and the other snake uh, are uh, running as well, but one of the snakes is consumed by the fog, the doubting snake, and the cat <laughs> looks like it will be consumed in a second as well. Uh, I pick up the cat um, while running after the boat. Kitty. Absolutely. It's a little hot, but it mews at you. I set it on my shoulder, and then I run out of the hole that the boat made in the wall, and I cast Featherfall and fall onto the boat. Okay. Uh, is everyone on the boat, then? Everyone's on the boat. Aye, aye. All right. As the boat busts its way out of the museum of... Uh, ancient magics and etc. It shoots through the air and you can see behind you, um, just as the boat exits the prison, this wave of fog rolls over the top of the prison and you hear the bells chiming uh, as as the the final uh, gasps of the prison begin to to vanish. A couple of ships uh, lie behind you um, and a few of them roll into the fog as well. Um, Though at the very least you can see there is one ship um, that looks like it successfully ran from the civilian dock um, there's the warden's daughter's ship Anglian's ship that has made it away from the the prison and then there is one ship as well the furthest one in the guard boat um, pick me up and uh, on its deck you can see the faint vision of mondo stones distant from you it's not like there's a lot of distance to go left or right either you're at the very end of this isosceles triangle that is the world and so all four of your ships um, are sailing away from the prison as you see the other one's 
fall behind you one after another. Um, all of these individuals crumble. And just as finally you land on the deck of the ship, the, the ship splashes into the ground with a huge push. Uh, as how am I feeling uh, splooshes onto the water and immediately like picks up the front end and starts jetting through the water. Oh hell yeah! Uh, all right, let's let's help sail this boat. Yeah, wait. Does this thing just drive itself? Uh, where I'm from, you need a pilot. That's, That's a great question. I'm not super thorough, <laughs> says your uh, uh, maidenhead, uh, the voice of the ship. Um, but I think it kind of works like this. I've got an engine, and it needs magical go-juice, um, magical artifacts, items, anything, uh, or just reagents. Uh, mostly, though, it just runs on fuel. Um, you could pick it up at most ports, or even burn wood would be fine. Uh, the engine needs it. Otherwise, I've got a sail, and it can help, but it can't get me moving very fast. The engine is so heavy that it really slows the boat down, and I think we want some fuel at the moment. Do we still have that? What about steering? The cat mermaid points up above its shoulder uh, towards like an upper deck of the mm. ship. Uh, and he says, there's a, there's a steering wheel up there. Um, I can roughly steer if necessary. So you don't need the steer throwing the night. But I, I, it would help for fine tune moving uh, if someone could man that. As well as uh, uh, help me figure out what all kinds of stuff is going on inside me. Because I think there's a thin layer of dust. Um, so who here has experience sailing? Me. So. I have sailed on sand. Are there oars? I've <laughs> I can. I've studied boats before. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the 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 boat um turns towards you, Virgil, and says, "You look like a sailor uh, of some sort." Um. I do, as per ancient magic law, uh, need a captain to to crew me. Otherwise, I don't know what I am. So I need a captain. Who can be my captain? Look, I've never been on a talking boat before, but I'm no stranger to the water. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a talking boat before. This is my birthday. Hey, do we still got the contents of uh, the warden's daughter's bag? I uh, don't. I would say yes, you do. I think we let's dump them into the let's them? dump them in the engine, all of it, even the ladder. <laughs> all right. So I have. I'll head down there with it. I have something. I to would say. say we should get for the closest available land so we can resupply. Should we throw the bag in too? It seems like it could come in handy for that storing. Like no, a keep, nice keep bag. the bag. Keep There's also the cauldron from the bag. Yeah, you guys keep, have keep the, the bag, um, which uh, you uh, you were given on this heist by uh, Mondo Stones. Um, Hold on, Shing had something to say. Yeah, yeah, I have proficiency in water vehicles, so I can actually steer the ship. I mean, Virgil, if you're okay with handing me over the wheel, I can drive it for now. But Take you can it. still be captain. Have I don't think captain, the captain drives. There's a captain and a helmsman. Yes. Um, I'll be the helmsman then, um, because of my sailor background i know what to do take it so away i, <laughs> I uh, awesome but i still yeah. do need a captain who's the captain i'll he looks at the virgil. fire cat on your shoulder are you virgil. i'll captain this motherfucker but uh i'm gonna need a lot of help 
<laughs> yeah, give us some orders. Let's do this thing. Let's aye, go. Aye, Captain. All right. Seems get that, like get if we're those... going to get our way out of this, we're going to need to succeed at sailing four times before failing at sailing four times. So uh, I'd say the average difficulty is going to be around uh, 13. Well, I'm the captain. Right. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to run down and start dusting you off. Thank you. <laughs> it says, sneezing. If you don't got a clean ship, you don't got nothing at all. That's what I'm going to start saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Make me a investigation check, maybe. Twelve. Twelve. All right. That is just a failure. I never was much good at dusting. Should have thought of that yeah. earlier. <laughs> You kick up a bunch of dust. You, as you enter the blow decks, this place is full of junk. It is full of all kinds of junk. Um, like weird old wooden set cases for the museum. Um, there's a couple of things in a corner that look like they're growling at you. Um, there's a big statue, a big black statue of an onyx cat. Um, there's a, a strange pulsing sphere um, that keeps glowing the wrong color of light. Um, yeah, this place is nuts. After a brief layer of dust, uh, you can see that it's going to take more time than that. So I get kind of distracted, I guess, by all this stuff. So now, <laughs> for sure, if you if I see anything that looks like it could be a magical uh, component, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. That strange pulsing sphere. You can certainly like uh, look at some of them, but you're not able to grab it in this time. Okay. You need someone to help you, or you need to take some time to harvest them. All right, one fail. Um, okay, I want to get these sail the, the sail up up. Um, awesome. So uh, I'm gonna start pulling on ropes and stuff with my. I'd strength. like to assist. Absolutely. Uh, with rope pulling. For sure. Uh, both of you make me strength saves, maybe. Uh, I'm not proficient, so never mind. Can are do or you know something? Saves. I think either could do work. You know, do you know something that would help me here? Like some? No, I just thought it'd be or... cinematic if two people were pulling ropes. Oh, okay. sweet! I love it. Have a plus two as the two of you work together. On oh, okay, cool. I'll do that. Um, that is a uh, non-natural 20, then. Very nice. Uh, yeah, the two of you heave and you hoe, and the sails uh, unfurl uh, as they catch the wind behind them. Uh, and uh, as you look behind you, you can just see the last traces of the uh, central part of the prison vanishing into the fog. Um, and you can hear the screams going quiet from behind you. What's the what's the weather like directly in front of the fog? Is it like some cool dramatic rain or what's is it just clear? I feel like it's uh overcast probably. It's not raining okay. raining um hey, but uh, I would say overcast. Hey, it's like your name. Uh I would I actually I feel like it's probably better if it's clear. Let's say it's clear skies in front of you, but behind you it's like if you look forward everything's totally okay, but if you just turn behind you you can see that something clearly is not. Huh. Um I would what I would like to do is I would like to search around for <laughs> any sort of rations or gear or just anything that would be useful and I'd like to call it a survival check. Sure. Love it. That is a 20 non-natural 20. Uh, yeah, it looks like there isn't a ton of food on the ship. 
unfortunately. It would be weird for them to store a bunch of food in a weird, decorative yeah. ship in a museum. Hanging uh, from the ceiling. But there are a lot of like old naval equipment that looked like they were from some naval exhibit that was at that uh, museum for a while, probably when they first purchased this ship. Um, cool. Uh, and so there's that kind of equipment that you can bring up to the, the main deck that looks like uh, it'll help. There's like an anchor and some other useful supplies that wouldn't be normally out on main deck. So that's a success. Yeah, I'll spend some time putting all that stuff together where it belongs awesome with my knowledge of sailboats which comes extensively and entirely from my knowledge of sand sailing because i've never <laughs> seen the ocean before <laughs> right well, at least on deck it seems pretty similar as soon as you yeah. get off the deck it's pretty different but <laughs> the sail part's pretty similar cool. in terms of how it's rigged all right next has everyone done something i did shing did you make your helmsman check yet so i did survival I did a survival oh. roll a while ago. Um, I got 16. Got it. 16, that's a success. Yeah, you're able to wheel the ship. Uh, it looks like the there that one of the ships, uh, the, the Mondo Stones' ship up front to the left is kind of making a hard right uh, as it looks like it's trying to join up with the other two ships at the moment. It, maybe because it wants to run into them or maybe because it wants to join forces with the other two um but it looks like if you wanted to join up with the other ships all sailing together you could move to the right or if you wanted to go solo you could go to the left um and of course if you go too far to the left or right you fall off into the eternal void so don't do that uh so before before we do that i have to ask is my is is last week on mondo's ship right now Yes, it is. And as you uh, uh, look around, uh, you can see far off in the distance on Mondo Stones' ship, and you can actually see it since up at the helmsman's position, there is a spyglass um, that you're able to rummage with your success. Um, you can peer over onto Mondo Stones' ship, and you can see that last week uh, seems to be bound in some kind of cage or with magical ropes of some variety. They appear I to be keeping it hostage. Are you fucking kidding me? We just got... Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you guys want to deal with this now or later? It's up to you. Um, You're at the helm. I want to make a history check to think about, like, islands that we could go to, any landmasses sure. that w where we could get supplies and whatnot, if, and also where I think they might be going. Yeah. Um. 19. 19. It's a stretch to start thinking about it. That is certainly a success, and that's four successes. Very well done. Um, you know that uh, from your uh, from your thoughts about the uh, uh, surrounding environment, to the north uh, on this triangle, it seems like there's, there's probably like one big island that is going to be the first one that you hit. Uh, it's kind of a guard post island where they would keep guards from the prison. So they'd make sure if you were escaping on ship, there's at least a couple of outposts. So they'd catch you and send you back. Um, and, uh, and so it seems like if you fly, if you go dead on straight, you're going to run into one of those guard posts. If you go north, there's 
you would think that there's probably like some isolated landmass where you could probably like land and regroup and deal with some things on your own. Or if you went south, you the three of them are probably heading for um, the larger port um, where maybe they're looking to uh, restock, maybe they're looking to inform, uh, or maybe they're looking to just figure out what the heck just happened so they can return back to the prison once the fog has vanished. My vote is for the port. Hey, my vote is also for. If the it's port. away from the fog, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, if it's a large port, we can possibly blend in and get our chance to, you know, get intel as well as get my fucking bird back. I'm for the port. So we needed four successes for that thing, right? Yes. Okay, I know it's not necessary, but I'm looking around at all the crew working so hard, and I'm feeling like I kind of messed up deciding to go dust off the inside of the ship like maybe my priorities weren't straight. <laughs> but in all honesty, my only experience with the seas in a rowboat, so I'm feeling pretty useless. I'm doubting okay. myself as a captain. So I go down and take out uh, Becky, my fire ant, and my nine-inch cast iron skillet, and I start making the crew some food. Uh, and I, uh, as I'm doing it, I... I I throw some some bacon on the, the griddle, but I burn my <laughs> finger, and I just go, "Oh shit! I gotta I gotta find us a chef." <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, 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 and that's an ending. <laughs> uh, well, before we end, I want to, as we're sailing away from it, mm-hmm. and things have stabilized just uh, for a moment. I want to just look back at the fog and see what it's doing. Okay. Just in awe. For sure. Yeah, you can spend a good moment walking towards the back of the ship. Uh, and as you do, um, the it as you stare at it, it's almost like static fills your ears. Or it's, it's just like there is something very overwhelming about it. You see the fog continue to roll forward. It seems unstoppable. Uh, and as it rolls over the tips of the docks, the prison entirely vanishes from view. And it keeps rolling. And it doesn't seem like it will stop for anything. It's not as fast as this ship. It's probably just about as fast as uh, Unglian, the warden's daughter's ship. Um, but she at least has a good head start, so it doesn't look like she'll be overtaken, though she'll certainly fall behind you soon. But it is rolling forward unstoppable and something about it seems to feel like it's pressing a heavy weight on your chest or is that literally a heavy weight on your chest it almost feels like your storm glass is getting heavier around you uh, as it sits on your neck is it in a way is it beautiful this fog absolutely in a way It certainly has that beauty that comes with unprecedented, uninterruptible power. There is something like the way the light catches from the sun behind you. The light catches like these rims and plumes of fog um, and casts dark shadows on the edges of it. Um, And all surrounding it, off to your left and right, is just starry void. It is honestly like, it looks like a beautiful painting, something out of myth. How long are we going to have to sail to actually put enough distance between it and us to, like, stay somewhere and breathe for a minute? 
Well, if you get to the from Avalon's uh, uh, thoughts, uh, if you get to the port or to the island to the north, the abandoned section of the island to the north, either one, you'd probably have at least uh, a half day before it caught up to you, if it keeps going at this rate. Hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully it'll slow it's down. Not very long, but it'll be something. Can I? Can I turn back towards the rest of the crew and just shake my head slowly and say, I don't think that thing's slowing down. We better not mm. slow down either. You guys want some bacon? Well, then. We need to <laughs> we get need to a that chef. port. We need, we need to get out the port, resupply, <laughs> and I guess a chef. That bacon looks terrible. Where did you even get that? There's no bacon on this ship. Yeah, I won't say as to how old it is. Oh. <laughs> you know... Maybe I think I maybe we need to hire a quartermaster too. <laughs> <laughs> so Look, man, I'm not made of electrum. <laughs> oh, you know my local currency. <laughs> Captain Badwater. What's up? Fuck, am I glad to be out of that prison and sailing on this boat? <laughs> yeah, it's not so bad, is it? I mean, there's that fog, but. Nice to be under the sky. Here's to never getting caught again. My legal counsel probably died back there. Oh shit! Cheers. I'm sorry. Oh, I've got, I've got an idea for a cute Yu-Gi-Oh moment. Can we take out our little like chain bits from Throw earlier? Throw them into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just be like, Done. fuck Mondo Stone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm down. And with as that. you heave your chain links and heavy metal chain uh, into the ocean <laughs> behind you, uh, behind you, as the fog rolls over the prison, Death is very, very busy. She is incredibly busy. This is perhaps the busiest day she's ever had, at least for the last 400 years since that last big war. Um, but she is running around left and right, helter-skelter, um, Tupperware and uh, styrofoam bags uh, all around her uh, as she uh, uh, hustles through the prison, uh, trying to find every single person and escort them on. Um, Why finally, is Death a soccer mom? <laughs> finally, she comes towards uh, the cell of Tides, uh, and Tides is sitting there, uh, a little frustrated, um, and uh, uh, as she runs up forward, she kind of like pats him on the shoulder and says, oh dear, dear, please, uh, you're going to have to move onwards to the next land, to uh, whatever comes beyond. I'm so sorry, I don't know what's the matter, uh, but... Uh, you're gone, and uh, I cooked you your favorite meal, and as she says this, she uh, hands out the styrofoam bag, or the, hands over the styrofoam thing and opens it up, and Tide's eyes light up as his favorite, favorite meal of all time uh, sits in front of him. Um, grilled chicken with uh, parmesan and uh, uh, a handful of russet potatoes to the side, uh, and he kind of looks up with his eyes watering, and he says, What? What just happened? And Death kind of shakes her head, eyes wide, and says, I have no idea, but uh, normally I prepare a whole feast. I go through all of your great highlights. We have a fun moment to look through every different vista of your life. Uh, but unfortunately, we just don't have the time. I got too many places to be. She hands him a jewel case with a CD inside and says, I made a little bit of an arrangement of the top highlights of your life. I hope you like it. Um, but I, I just... 
just can't sit down and watch with you today. Uh, you'll have to move onward, and she gestures towards the door behind which a black void sits. You'll have to go on to whatever comes next, but I must run. She looks at a watch uh, that seems to have 17 hands, all of them pointing in strange directions. Uh, because there's another one that I just have to get to. Best of luck. Uh, it's been a ride. Hope you had fun. Uh, and she immediately runs out towards the next person. 